0: Listening to adults talking anime plus a place for adults talk anime, video games, podcasting, and whatever else we want. I am Inga,
1: and I'm going on a tangent constantly.
0: <laughs> that would be Thor, oh. and today <laughs> we have a really special guest. His name is Wait. You know what? I didn't even ask to begin with. You go by Christopher or Chris?
2: Actually, what's really crazy is I go by Crispy. Like just like crispy. crispy, like a crispy chicken tender I um, love it. because my last name is Ponce. So I usually go by just Chris. And then my, of course, the first initial would be P. So like when I stream or I do my podcast, everybody just calls me Crispy.
0: I, well, you know what? We're here with Crispy from the Average Voice podcast. <laughs> hey guys, I, what's
2: going hi. on? Yo, I love yo, it. Yo. <laughs> hi guys how's it going i hope you guys are doing pretty good today um we i am super great. excited to be on you guys podcast
0: tell us a little bit about your podcast first and foremost so mm-hmm. everybody can know what you're about
2: well i run this podcast called the average boy podcast out of south texas mm-hmm. um i come from the rio grande valley which is the southmost part of texas and what we do is we cover a lot of uh we're really big comic book nerds okay. oh, super nice. big comic like i'm talking like super crazy. I don't know if you guys use your videos, but you'll see like I have a bunch of stuff behind me. Literally, yep. I love your guys poster in the back. I'm a huge <laughs> Thor fan. Huge yes. Thor fan. And um, I have the Jason Aaron, uh, Jane Foster Thor storyline on the back poster. It's huge. Oh, that's huge. awesome. That so like, nice. I wish I could like, I wish I could like turn it. Yeah, there you go.
1: There it is. Oh, wow, That's that what we needed. It's, yeah. it's that's enormous. what I needed to see. I got powered <laughs> um, up by seeing the picture.
2: And I even have a 35 pound hammer behind me. That's yes. like that's great. Like in the corner of my room. So like, um, I think that the Jane Foster Thor storyline has been one of the best storylines that's been written recently in the Jane Foster. Well, in the Thor story in general. Yeah. Because back in the day, they didn't really have much that they could do with him except have him go on these wild adventures. I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, very Lord of the Ringish adventures. Hey, go over there. You know, steal a pot of <laughs> yeah. gold or go hang out with <laughs> these elves in space or whatever. It wasn't until. Um, the gore the god butcher story that they really really established a really great storyline for thor so like oh, it's I it's very opinions. interesting like I, I love the thor character but i'm, I'm very versed throughout multiple comic lines mm-hmm. in marvel and in dc but um i'm also very versed in anime i yeah. love akira is one of my favorite animes yeah um, i try my best to watch a lot of the newer animes that are out but they're very cooker cookie cutter sometimes you know 12 year old gets the powers of a god and some man raises him to you know save Mm -hmm. the world or something but sometimes they're written very very well like i've been a uh I became a really quick fan of My Hero Academia recently good. Uh, yeah. because it's uh Funakoshi's or I can't remember the guy's full name, mm-hmm. but um, the director or the writer of the story of My Hero mm-hmm. Academia is a really big fan of Western comic books. Yeah. So it's literally a Japanese telling of the X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> That's super it's good. But it has the anime heart. Like it's so That's good. Like it has so much heart in it. It's so great. So, um, there's that, there's Attack on Titan. You know, I found your guys' podcast and I saw that you guys talk anime and I was like, dude, I don't talk enough anime. I need to talk to people that do anime. I love it. I, myself, I am a graphics designer, freelance, uh, of course, like every other, you know, yeah, college student out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm also a uh, mixed martial arts instructor. Oh, nice. So, That's yeah, so I teach cool. mixed martial arts. I've been doing martial arts since I was 10 years old and I have professional fighters and amateur fighters under my belt um that's awesome yeah oh. this yes. is this is something that i i uh I, i'm a big nerd i'm a big violent <laughs> nerd <so>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they, they go hand in hand more often than you think <laughs>
2: well, I mean, there's the, the thing is is like you know it's i have that kind of like upbringing that's like every other person that loves street fighter that loves tekken that loves dragon ball z yes. that loves all the great fighting stories it, it what um uh, uh, Ipanuizo, or what is it? Mm-hmm. uh the boxing one? I can't even remember. There used to be this really nice boxing anime that's called... Uh,
1: oh, something no uh, ipo I can't
2: remember off the top of my head.
1: Yeah, I know what you're talking but, about. But um,
2: those stories like helped shape me into wanting to get into the martial arts yes. like, Yeah, like i remember when i was a kid there used to be this school the store down here called scurlocks which eventually turned into an albertsons yeah right i don't you guys should be familiar with albertsons <laughs> definitely yeah, yeah, we, okay yeah, yeah we don't have any albertsons down here anymore <laughs> i don't know if they're still out there i think they turned in like a kroger or something right? <laughs> right?
1: it's the same family though it's the same yeah, yeah, company that same owns people. all of them <laughs>
2: Yeah. Well, well, prior before that, it was a, it was a store called <laughs> Scurlocks in my area and uh, it turned into Albertsons, but they used to have the original Street Fighter 2 there. Sure, And I remember as a kid going to the store and that's where I fell in love with playing Street Fighter and getting involved yes. in it and stuff like that. And then from there, it's just it kept climbing and climbing, and climbing. I'd go to Peter Piper, play Primal Rage, play mm-hmm. Tekken 1, Tekken Tag. And I just, you know, it, it kept me involved in that community and it encouraged me to want to get into martial arts more. Yeah. That's so.
0: amazing. I love that. I love when an ant like anime or like a video game inspires you to 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 get into something. Sure. To I mean I you know it's actually really funny that you said that. When I was younger, I loved Street Fighter. Also, Chun Li was my mm-hmm. favorite character. She's the Chun-Li. only character.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: I beat the entire game with Chun Li, my favorite. Uh, and of course, you know, as a female who enjoyed video games and whatnot, there wasn't a lot of like strong female characters. So with her, right away, I was like, oh my gosh, yes. You know that, that's Soul a really really
2: interesting subject. When it comes to talking like, of course, recent comic books and recent stories, because of the fact that there's so much, there's a lot of people that say that there's not enough uh, mm-hmm. representation for certain characters or certain types of people. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is if if you're invested in the stories that have been written for years, mm-hmm. there are characters in each, almost literally each individual aspect that's that's been there oh, that yeah. represents a lot of people. But the thing is, is those stories are super rich with character development. Yes. And the problem with recent stuff is a lot of the characters aren't created with a with a really good story. They're just kind of flung out there. Yeah. And, and that's why I feel like a lot of them get a lot of this weird like a, like a, like a, they get like a weird like a animosity from the audience when they first mm-hmm. read about them because they just feel like they're cookie cutter like we talked about earlier.
0: Yeah.
2: And they're just kind of like thrown out there. There's there's this one recent character that came out Woo! in Marvel. Hey, what's up, puppy? <laughs> <laughs> Um <laughs> uh, her name is Riri Williams, and she's in the Marvel world as this character named Ironheart, mm-hmm. which was going to be a replacement for Iron Man. Yeah. Um, yeah. when Iron Man died, or I guess you could say died in this Civil War II comic art. They introduced this character, she's of uh African-American descent. She's 13 years old and she's like the smartest child on the planet. And she's been making Iron Man costumes while going to M- MIT. And like, but they never had an established story for her. They just threw her up in the middle of nowhere when everybody was like, "Uh, we need more diverse characters and all this other stuff. And she never, I mean, maybe right now in the comic books, but like when it first started, like she never got a good calling. I think it's
0: really hard when you, when I feel like it's being really forced. I think you're absolutely right in the sense that if you kind of look into older, not maybe not depends, older comic books, games, uh, even like animes, it's. I don't know. You can find some that really do have very natural progression and allow these characters to grow. Like I like Chun-Li's storyline, you know, Mm -hmm. I I really enjoyed it when I played when I was playing Street Fighter uh, 2. And uh, it inspired me to take karate. I didn't last in karate very long, but it inspired me to do it.
2: But that's what (laughs) I feel is like super important about a lot of these things is like there's like a little Chun-Li in everybody. You know, there's a little Ryu in everybody. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when when those are the things that should inspire us to look forward to doing those kind of things. You know, in the anime world, a very, very interesting anime that talked a lot about diversity and and all that stuff was Ranma One Half. Mm
0: -hmm. I don't
2: know if you guys remember Ranma.
0: I Mm-mm. do. I watched a little bit because it's actually Ranma One Half is actually created by the it, the same creator of Inuyasha, I th- yes. think. Yes. I don't want to be. Well, it's. I, it, I think it's by the same
2: house that does the animation. I don't Maybe. know if it's no. the same Maybe creator, what but what it was about was a boy who did karate mm-hmm. and his dad trained him. He was supposed to be kind of uh, uh signed off to marry this friend of his daughter who ran another gym. Mm-hmm. But when the dad and him would train, they were very particular at martial arts. They went to train at this cursed hot spring. Mm-hmm. And when the person would fall into a hot spring, the the hot springs are cursed with people who drowned in them. And there's oh, thousands wow. of hot springs. Yeah. So Ranma, the main character, fell into a hot spring that a little girl died in. So what happened is when you threw cold water at Ranma, he would turn into a girl. Yeah. But when you splashed him with hot water, he would turn back into himself. And his father had fallen into a pool that turned him into a giant panda bear because a panda <laughs> yeah. drowned in it. And then, But the thing is, is it, it it attacked this kind of concept where the main character that you were comfortable with was casually being able to change between a guy or a girl. hmm and he had to deal with the concept of, of course, girls liking him because he was a handsome fellow. Yeah. And then guys liking him because he was a pretty lady. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it was very funny. Like it was very, it, and it, but it was handled very well. Like nowadays, that type of anime, I don't think it would be handled well. Yeah. Because I feel like the, the culture that we're in would attack it very quickly, mm-hmm. either that Uh, A culture would be like it's unacceptable because it's not good for children. And then another culture would be like, well, this represents us, but it might not be enough because it deals with like a curse being that it actually turns them into a person that's like Uh, that rather than someone choosing to say that they feel that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I read a lot of gender swap stuff. Like there's there's that element in a lot of the things that uh, because I'm I got into light novels recently. I do a lot of a lot more reading on that. And so it seems to be a, a, a theme, but a lot of the man was are Korean. So yeah. maybe that's just, I don't know that, that, that element's happening there. And then a lot of animes had tons of gender swapping features in it yeah. where
2: it's, it's a very interesting subject because I feel that right now, a lot of the animes are doing it correctly mm-hmm. compared, compared to the way Western uh, comics or graphics novels, or even stories and animations are doing it. Yeah. Um, I think I think in in an email or a message that I had wrote to you that I told you that I was very involved in watching Attack on Titan right now. I think yeah. everybody should be involved because Attack on Titan's on its season finale. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's made history. It's such a great anime. I was not a really big fan of recent anime. Mm-hmm. Last couple of years, you know, being that, you know, Naruto and Bleach and all these animes that have 80% fillers yeah. <laughs> and they follow like that dragon ball Z blueprint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm not into those kind of animes. Like, cause you can, you already know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, the main sure. character wins 900 episodes later, you know, he gets the girl at the end or whatever they want to do. He gets the ultimate power. He's the Superman of their universe. Mm-hmm. So like they'll throw some weird thing at him, but you know, he's going to beat it by changing his hair color or switching his shoes out (laughs) or getting a mystical item and he's gonna of course be the the best thing again but it's when you you don't have any for it's almost like the walking dead tv show yeah like Mm -hmm. where you're not sure which character is gonna survive Mm -hmm. or you don't know which character is gonna get killed off Mm -hmm. that makes it exciting yeah and you know that the thing is is if you read American comic books, like if you read the Western comic books, the one thing that kills comic book stories, films or animes is the idea that a person can time travel. Yeah. A healing <laughs> factor or a multiverse. Yeah. Like those, thi- those three things kill the investment in, an, in, a, in a show or a story because there's no consequence.
0: Yeah. You
2: know what I mean? There's no consequence. It's like Star Wars, right? One of the most important characters in Star Wars right now. Mm-hmm. Right? Are you guys familiar with Star Wars pretty good?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. A decent amount.
2: Okay, so Ahsoka Tano was Anakin Skywalker's Padawan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Which is, I don't know if you guys got to see the Mandalorian show.
1: Uh, no. Get- it, the moment it had subtitles, I knew I had to save it for a later day. <laughs> I wish everybody would have just just given me like an, an accent so that way I knew that they were an alien versus gotcha. me having to read something. Because yeah. that is... <laughs> I just I don't have as much time to read subtitles. That's why I wait for the dubs to come out in anime so I can put it on the side screen while I'm doing work on my other monitors. But, yeah, go on.
2: uh, 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 (laughs) Ahsoka Tano played a very important role in the animated series of Star Wars. But there was one episode that mattered a lot because there was a consequence that happened to her stepping into the role in another cartoon. Cause she started off in the clone wars mm-hmm. and then she went into rebels, which is a different cartoon that came out on Disney plus or Disney. Yeah. Channel. She came out on Disney. She sacrificed herself for a moment to slow down Darth Vader, who is her instructor, her teacher, her best friend. I I guess you can even casually say like almost someone that she loves. You know what I mean? Not in the sense of like a uh, a, uh, marriage or love, love, but like a love, like a family, like a deep understanding relationship. Yeah. She gets closed off in a situation and you automatically say, oh, well, she's dead. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no way she's going to survive because Darth Vader is such a ruthless killer. And he's not going to be like, oh, well, you know what? I'm going to let you go. You know, he wasn't like that. Mm -hmm. Only to find out later that Star Wars itself established that they have time travel and that the person was went through like a back door and pulled her out of the timeline. But the problem with that now is now you could do that with any character. Yeah. So that was that, of course, is like the last three movies of Star Wars that came out they were written more like a cash grab than they were for the fans.
0: Yeah. Right.
2: There was a lot of like, uh, the first movie was very, like we said, cookie cutter. It was based on the older films. It was almost like identical to the original film, which I think was like a, I can't even remember (laughs) Um, the original old films, which is like the 1978 or 74 or whatever. Like the original film, it was really based on the same script. The second film was written by a director who was like, well, I know what the fans want, so I'm going to go 180 degrees in the opposite direction to freak them out. Yeah. You know, when you're about to come to the ending of a story, you can't be throwing curveballs at the audience being like, hey, check this shit out. Like, yeah. hey, like, <laughs> you can't do that. You need to give the audience something that they need and they want to close out stories. Mm-hmm. But now that time travel's involved, they could say that, oh, well, Ray was in the middle of a desert in the first movie uh, during, after an explosion, and all of the other two movies were just a fever dream.
0: Yeah, that's true. It definitely feels like a cop-out. And I think, um, I don't, just, you mentioned The Walking Dead briefly, which made me think of, uh, because unfortunately, like, for me, I ended up, like, I loved The Walking Dead when it first was going, and I was in, and I was very invested, where they jumped, where it kind of jumped ship for me, or I was like, you know what, I think I'm done here. Uh, I mean, I know I'll go back and I'll check them out again, but it was more so when they killed... Uh, Glenn and Abraham. I don't, I don't know. It just all of a sudden it gets really hard because you know, the characters have to die. And I think they do, people do get afraid to kill characters after a while because they don't know if you're going to lose your entire audience because that could have been their favorite character. And now they're gone. And now they feel like, I don't, I was a very, I liked Abraham a lot and it was very unexpected when they killed him for me. Cause I was like, Whoa, what? And then they killed Glenn too. It felt like No, that was too many people at the same time. It was, I loved Glenn also. And then to lose Abraham and Glenn at the same time, I was like, I don't, I think I'm out. And it was like devastating. It was emotionally devastating. But as my brother knows about me, uh, when characters die, I also have to take long breaks.
1: I think for the the most part, (laughs) for the most part, it comes down to the the strong will of an author. And when, when they're writing a series, if they, are going to stick to what they initially picture the series as, as coming to a close or or having the end because it's got to be challenging to mm-hmm. finish something and just by nature manga's they they generally have a pretty finite run as, yeah. anime's definitely have a finite run you you're, you're going to fit this story into 13 26 Nine, episodes Ma- no no that's <laughs> it versus the other ones which are like never ending and you realize that oh it's popularity is lightning in a bottle and I'm going to keep making things and in which case if you don't really have a ending all you really can do is just kind of power level and keep pushing forward create these crazy storylines and then essentially jump the shark
2: well what's really crazy um since you're mentioning the walking dead in the comic book line abraham and glenn both die
0: and that's the way they die in
2: this series yeah oh wow i didn't realize that's the crazy part is like the stories in the comic book are like that Where they get people emotionally involved because they're so dramatic. Where the TV show had changed a lot of stuff from the comic book. Yeah. But that's the thing why a lot of people tuned into the Glenn and Abraham death scene and the introduction of of Negan.
0: Yeah.
2: Because that was like almost panel for panel what happened in the comic book.
0: I didn't where, realize Negan killed both like, of them. I thought it was just <clears throat> yeah. Glenn who died. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. He kills
2: Abraham also in the same, almost like literally, like right after, because Abraham then reacts to it. Oh, okay. And then he kills that guy too for kind of like blasting out. Or actually, I think he kills Abraham first, and then Glenn speaks out and starts freaking out, and then he kills Glenn. It's Whoa. one of those where it's like he kills both of them, but it's one of them is because of causality, because of the effect of what he did. Like prior to it, it was really crazy because, like, of of course, like I didn't really, I wasn't really invested in the show too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, When they did the Glenn part, yeah, I was for sure gonna watch that because yeah. I wanted to see if they were gonna stay like honoring the comic because the comic, like I said, it was so violent, yeah. like the way that it happened to him and the same thing with Abraham, like all of that stuff. I wanted to see if it played out, so I started watching a little bit of it. And I did like catch ups on both sides, uh-huh. and I felt so bad for people that were invested in it. Yeah, because man, did they build up the the Maggie and love interest between oh, him and like yeah. right before that they really <laughs> like heart stringed it like they were like, hey, you me- you remember that part when they were in the bus and yeah. they're talking how they're gonna live forever and and, <laughs> and have babies and it's so great, dude. And then let's bash his head into the next episode. Yeah, like, let's just crazy. put it. Let's put a let's put a stake in that vampire's heart. Like it was <laughs> it was violent, man. It was super crazy. But then uh, of course I needed to watch the introduction of Negan because Negan's character was such a pivotal role in that too. Yeah. Like he's a crazy guy, dude. Like if Negan was not in the walking dead, I could imagine him being like that tight shirt and weird coach shorts coach in a, in a, in a junior high Mm -hmm. that's trying to look cool to all the little girls. (laughs) Like I could look at Negan as that guy and only to find out later that he was like a coach of a school. Like that was his job. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that that would be the weird greasy (laughs) dude. That's just like weird on the outside. But, um, yeah, like the the thing about it is, well, man, boy, do we go on a Walking Dead tangent? There? <laughs> it's okay,
0: adults talking Walking Dead. <laughs>
2: um, it, it, it's one of those things that's very interesting because of the fact that, like, it's like I was saying earlier, like that's what makes for good storytelling is the idea that you know that in that story, if someone dies, it's finite, like that, like yeah. that's the end, like there's no coming back from that.
0: Mm -hmm. exactly that's very true
2: and a lot of these recent stories they kind of don't take that to heart i feel like that's what's killing the comic book industry right now because the same iron man the same captain america the same winter soldier that my grandfather read is the same one i'm reading and they're all the same age yeah you know what i mean the batman that we've been reading all our lives as kids is the same 30 year old batman that's Mm -hmm. still there being batman it's not growing enough with the audience yeah so like i
1: thought there was a bunch of different batmans I mean, well now there, there is that, i've only yeah. seen the animations where it's like <laughs> no even when i was younger because i remember one older batman i don't know where somebody became it, nightwing yeah
0: yeah yeah. Or so, like Robin yeah, guy.
1: he was like retired and he heard his he was older something like what that. did i watch yeah. well, well the thing did is, you is, tell is me like, what i watched
2: the thing is is like those are still <laughs> all bruce wayne
1: yeah, so like yeah right but now I thought he, the Bruce comic was books, older DC in that one. just
2: started doing this one recently that's called Future State, which is where right now Bruce Wayne is like completely broke, but he's still trying to be Batman. But he's gone back to the roots of being a detective because he ain't got no cash, which is good because it takes Batman back to what people loved about him, was that it was gritty, smart, almost like a new age noir comic right? Like those old Dick Tracy's kind of thing. But of course it's like a little into the future. Now when Batman was older, that might've been Batman beyond the cartoon. Oh, okay. Because that dealt with uh, McGinnis, right? Which is a a younger character from the future time. Like it's like 2019 or 2020 or 20 something. But the problem was a lot of these comic books, they don't have that kind of set where it's like the character has a fear of going, What's okay, so like Full Metal Alchemist was only like 27 episodes. The original one, not Brotherhood. Uh, it was only like 20-something episodes. Mm-hmm. Cowboy Bebop, another 27 episodes, 28 episodes. Samurai Champloo, another mm-hmm. 20-something episodes. What makes each of those animes amazing is they have an ending.
1: Yeah. Yeah. With initial mangas in and animes, they would only get their th- 13 episodes is your traditional season, so they would only get 13 or 26, depending on if it needed that full amount of time. But I think, again, the artists create, or the writers there and authors have this intention of creating a story that does end. They, they, generally, there's an ending in mind where I feel like the stuff that's tough is ones that you just, it's, it's serialized and it's going to be week over week. And I think that's another just challenge in itself because you have to, you just have to keep it alive. And it's tough because once you, if you're an artist and you start getting paid, yeah, how are you going to say, I'd like to to not and I'd like to go on to the next thing. But you know what also happens is that mangakas start writing other things too.
0: That too. <laughs> but also some of these like the, the older animes and, and I think you run into this problem a lot with like, at least in the very, like a long time ago, I feel like it's a little less prevalent now just because they really know how much the audience hates fillers. Uh, even though that doesn't stop I think them. it's just
1: a competition of story.
0: But also, you have to remember, like, let's, for example, Inuyasha or Naruto or even Bleach, because Bleach is probably the biggest, Naruto and Bleach are probably very similar as offenders of this, uh, is they were, they're kind of, ca- they were catching up to the source material. Mm-hmm. So they had to wait. Like, they either go so far and it becomes a different story, or they kind of make things that don't affect the actual storyline to an extent. Like, at least with Naruto, you might get a Kakashi episode people love Kakashi so you don't mind it but then maybe you don't necessarily want you know when Naruto's on a ship and then he ends up on that weird island and he's a twin of himself and you're like I don't this no I'm done with that I don't want any of that but like I can deal with a Kakashi filler but a lot of the problems was either they go on a tangent and have to like leave like Inuyasha had to it stopped for 10 years to catch up to the ending of her actual ending. And then they did a 27, like the final, what is it? The final shard or whatever. And the last actor. And and they were able to like finish Inuyasha, but it was fast. Like they were like, boom, 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 boom. These are all the things that happened. This is the end. They defeated (laughs) Naraku. Like- But I guess that's kind
2: of like, I guess like a new age problem also because of the fact that you have stuff that's like One Punch Man. And of course, like we were talking about My Hero Academia and Attack on Titan. Um, Right now, I've been catching up with this new one that's called Record of Ragnarok. Yeah. Which is a freaking crazy Mm -hmm. anime. And then I think there's another one called Tower of the Gods, right?
0: Like there's a lot of
2: these new animes that are coming out, but they're originally mangas. Yeah. and they become uh, so popular so fast Towers that a company goes One. and grabs it and invests in it to make it into an anime. But then mm-hmm. again, it's not able to get to that aspect where the anime doesn't have enough time to, uh, it, it's catching up to the series too fast where it's being written. I think that's what happened more to like a One Punch Man. Right? The the yeah. the popularity of One Punch Man grew within like a year super fast because it was a, an anime that made fun of itself or it made fun of its own culture. Yeah, but well, the, it's digital, the same guy who
1: does Mob Psycho too. Yeah,
2: Mob Psycho also, right? Because they were doing both of those at the same time. The the writer, he's writing them.
1: Yeah, he would write them at the same
2: time. Too. That's crazy, dude. That, because like Mob Psycho two has, of course, a lot of similarities to One Punch, and that's why there's so many people that were always like, "Well, is it in the same universe? Are they going to cross over? Is they going to do this and that?" Like, mm-hmm. but the thing is, is I don't, I don't think that it's in the same universe or a multiverse or anything. I think the guy literally wrote them specifically separated and he's trying to establish both different stories
1: it's it's the difference between western and and eastern writing styles they have a full intention like i have the story that i i really like and i really want to tell
2: yeah
1: um tower god's a a manhwa that got adapted to a webtoon and what crunchyroll identified as an opportunity was how popular light novels have gotten. light novels have always been a thing yeah and have always been around like mobile novels people would just write things on cell phones to be distributed on cell phones and read on cell phones so that's kind of like the the origin for um how that medium was getting translated but it's just amateurs so it was amateurs writing a story that they cared about that's getting passed along through forums threads and word of mouth and that's what's exciting about the tower of god piece like tower of god has 500 chapters and they're some of the longest things that you'll read but it's it was a very slow build. Yeah. So the people who were following Tower of God, it's literally over seven or eight years of material.
2: So long, <laughs> like it's so much. Yeah, I recently, I recently just got involved with with checking out because they recently had released a pilot like a couple of years ago, right? Oh, I the basically. the
1: pilot of of the anime for Tower yeah. of God. Uh, it was this uh, this year.
2: Yeah, yeah uh, that's no, not, not this I, year, I, but I, within a year. It, I knew I knew it was something that had just been recent, and everybody there was a lot of people that were talking about it.
1: Yeah, oh, and it's it's scary because now that Crunchyroll got bought by Sony, it yeah. was it was a Crunchyroll original, and the question is, is with um because Sony owns Funimation too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if uh, Crunchyroll was trying to capture an audience by doing originals because streaming platforms, you have to have original content in order to get people to subscribe to you over something else, but then Funimation was. The fastest at getting you dubs, regardless of which episode, everything that that was on the Funimation platform, you would have simul dubs very, very quickly. So the hope is that both of those live versus one being dropped. But there's a a big gamble. There were three webtoons that all got uh, animes created for them and the Tower of God, Noblesse and uh, God of High School. And so they were all... uh, Again, those things are very, very long, but written so differently because there isn't a. I don't think there's a webtoon style. It's it's just people who are writing and
0: stories that people like, and and it just gravitates with a particular and and they're finding
1: ran uh, some so SIU Tower of God. I think the guy does the drawings too. So he makes he does drawings for everything on his webtoon writes the, the webtoon uh he would have to take breaks because of his mandated military service and he would apologize for you know getting sick and being delayed on a on a thing but this was like a full-on passion project before the platform got money
2: yeah. <laughs> and, and I get so you, i get you and that's super crazy because it would be like i guess like with the whole like the fan fiction kind of like uh uh, originations right like when people would do like ships and they would get on reddit or 4chan and oh man look at this story i wrote of these two characters that are in love even though they don't like each other like in the real show like yeah and it kind of grew from that because i know that there's one of them that's called lore of olympus
1: yeah yeah that's another webtoon yeah lore,
2: (laughs) lore of olympus i have a friend of mine actually that just uh he, he and a friend of his got into creating their own because he had mm-hmm. a comic book idea a long time ago and he's from here. He's from, from the Valley. Well, we call it the Valley here, uh, the Rio Grande Valley. And yeah. he's writing his own webtoon and he's super excited about it because it kind of evens the platform for a lot of these indie writers and indie creators to kind of get up there really quick, yeah which I feel is-, is a really awesome success story because of one punch because one um- punch was a well, like a real think, crazy, and then the art sucked.
1: Well, no, I th- it's not necessarily... So he wanted to write it for, as a satire through and through. The art's yeah. intentional. Like, the guy can definitely draw. Yeah. But w- with when it comes to content now, it's it's perfect for animate to kind of hit streaming platforms because they had intention behind how they were writing. They were going to write a story that did have an end. And now you combine that with the fact that people can binge things. That's mm-hmm. why I think oh, dude, if, if so you good. haven't seen great pretender, like great pretender hit so hard yeah. because it had such a great story. Yeah, it's really good. And when you can just go in and put in what, 24 hours of content <laughs> and just spend a day watching something that's incredibly written, mm-hmm. that's, that's the type of content content that's riding to the top and to get recognized on that webtoon platform, they had canvas and they constantly encouraged creators to send out things because I'll read any, anything like a chapter of anything on your phone. You already have your phone. Yeah. I try not to read the, uh, like all the other nonsense that's on my phone that pops up constantly. (laughs) And if you're telling me that there's a chance that somebody that I can encourage somebody by pressing a thumbs up on a thing, why the heck not? So I think that it's just there is this premium on great content that people like. And now if uh, as the nerds are sharing yes. all of what they like with other nerds,
0: mm-hmm.
1: now you're going to get a chance to actually put something out there. It's awesome. It's a great yeah, time.
0: It is great. I really do love the the way that content creation is actually starting, how it is really moving where we're moving towards in content creation, which we've been doing for the past 10 years with YouTube and all these other sources. It's really giving uh just everyday people an opportunity to express themselves and then find more people that just enjoy what they're saying and kind of form this really fun community. Hence the podcast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hence crossing
0: over in podcasts. Uh but I hate to do this crispy You have been such an incredible guest. We have to have you back on the show because you, I mean, you've, we haven't, we barely scratched the surface of what we should be talking about. But what I want you to do right now is tell us where can everybody find you? Where can we listen to your show? Uh, I'm going to include all that stuff in the show notes, but please let us know right now. Uh,
2: Guys, thank you very much for having me on the show. It was so cool. I I told you, I warned you uh, that (laughs) my show that I usually run goes about two hours and 20 minutes every episode that we do. And we do it live. Like it's crazy. We just throw everything at each other. Um, If you want to catch me online, um, my social medias are going to be – Chris Ponce at Facebook on Instagram also, but you're going to find me easier on our podcast page, which is going to be www.facebook.com. The average boys, but the average boys is D a not T H E. It's mm-hmm. the average boys. Uh, Cause someone already had, I think the average guys or the average something. And yeah. uh, mm-hmm. the cool thing about our show is the way I have it established is I wanted it to feel like when we were all kids, Mm -hmm. And we would hang out in the backyard with our parents and our dads and our uncles would kind of sit on those chairs and drink beers Mm -hmm. and we would be walking by and hear them tell like a crazy story. And they were always so intriguing. But when we got older, we realized that they weren't all that great. Like those stories kind of like were boring (laughs) or whatever. (laughs)
0: That's what
2: I want to do is I want to get people into this conversation without them having to need the source material so much that the only thing is that if they want to, they can. But if they don't want to, they can automatically jump into the conversation. For sure.
0: I love that. That's such a great approach. Crispy, you're an absolute
2: pleasure. Hey, thank you guys thank so much. You, so you, guys much, much awesome, <laughs> you guys are
0: awesome. Thank you on this show. You guys are awesome. We appreciate it so much. You've been listening to Adults Talking Anime Plus. I'm Inga. And I'm Thor. And we'll talk anime another day. Bye bye.